1: everybody welcome to the insufferable cast part two where both chris and i will be insufferable today because we had fun fun nfl weekends at least in terms of our favorite respective teams chris what's going on how are you
2: i'm good it wasn't just that you know we survived in survivor which is always the second most important thing after surviving in real life yeah which you know unless i'm you know unless i've got some new technology that nobody knows about that is evident um by my being on this video cast and then uh you know, it was it wasn't pretty with the Rams, but that builds character. That's the way you want to have it all the time. And uh, and then what else happened? Seven and zero on best bets. The Dolphins came through. Just a beautiful go ahead by one and lose by a field goal on a two and a half point line. That's just incredible that they did Classic that. Classic cover, I really, yeah. Beautiful job that they did, and just letting Atlanta get that first down and not even need to go for the touchdown and run the whole clock out. That was incredible. Uh, I feel it was a. Uh, a testament to the strength of that team and covering just when they needed to. So that's good. So I got three things, right? Survive in real life, survive in survivor, and then keep winning those best bets. And then it was a bonus that the giants won. Oh, and the giants didn't just win. Who did they defeat? They didn't just defeat Sam Darnold. They kicked him out of the job. I mean, again, apparently he's going to start next week, but he got temporarily benched because the giants beat him so badly. Uh, I think that if you were one of those people who, was stridently uh, critiquing the Gettel Chad, the Giga Chad Dave Gettleman for uh, taking a running back over Sam Darnold. And make no mistake, Darnold was the guy that you know many people thought should have gone number one instead of Baker Mayfield. And you know the Giants had the second pick and it was like the consensus guy they should have taken. And I'm telling you, if you haven't taken your L yet, I have people coming to find you and serve you process of the L. They will deliver <laughs> your L and say, you've been served with an L. Uh, please uh, report to Twitter and admit that you you got the L because say what you want about Barkley's uh, durability. He's a running back. who has been hurt a bunch. Uh, he was a great player when he's healthy. And Sam Darnold not only wasted three years of the Jets franchise, thank God for them, they got those three picks back. But it looks like it wasn't just Adam Gaze. I mean, the guy's uh, not very good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, avoiding that terrible quarterback is a huge W uh, for a team. Even if you just skipped your first-round pick, you'd be way better off than taking an uh, early very early first round, uh disastrous QB. So that was nice. And then uh four and one in the super contest. Dalton made us take the Texans, unfortunately. Uh it's just been it was a great week. I won I think I was four and oh in the NFBC. Um I won I did well in the stake league. I did well. It was just uh it was, you know, almost perfect. There were a couple, a couple things, but it was mostly good. How about you? Yeah, that-
1: I had the most enjoyable weekend as a Bengals fan that I've ever had, in, or at least I should say in the least in the last 10 years, since before Carson Palmer's injury. That game against the Ravens, going into Baltimore, not just beating them, but beating them so badly that we could bring in our backup quarterback for the last seven minutes of the game, seeing them bench their quarterback just to protect him a little bit. It's not going to last. Um, I'm, I'm conditioned enough as a Bengals fan, but this is a fun team to watch. And they kicked some ass at our top rivals home field. It was so much fun. And Jamar Chase is so good. And, you know, I still worry about how they're going to protect Burrow. But he he wasn't like totally under siege all day, obviously. He threw for over 400 yards. He looked a number one overall pick, looked like a number one overall pick. Our number one wide receiver looks like a generational wide receiver it was one of those days where things came together and it was so much fun to watch. The defense played well too.
2: Defense played great. And it's like having Beckham, you know, it's that feeling, but you have a quarterback to go along with it. You know, we had the the carcass of Eli, you you, you have Beckham, but you have the young QB too. Yeah. And people are like, Oh, they should have taken uh, penny Sewell or whatever. But like, if you get, this is, this is the whole Barkley argument all over again in a way. It's like, if you get a generational guy, who cares? Get the get the receiver. And if Burrow obviously knows he played with them, he knew yeah. how good that guy was. They had T. Higgins. They had Tyler Boyd. It wasn't a position of need on its face. But if the guy's generational, who cares? Get the guy who is just gonna torch the defense. That the, the sickest one was that long touchdown where he caught it and like spun out of a tackle, and all of a yep. sudden, He was gone. And then the DBs were chasing him and and he was widening the gap. And you could could see them start to like give up because they were like, there's no way we're catching this guy. Yeah. And it was great. I mean, but that, you know, that really, to me, that's the thing. If you get a guy that is, you know, better than anyone in the last five years at that position, just take that guy. I mean, maybe not a punter, you know, but like pretty much any, uh, you know, regular position player that's that good is going to be a huge difference maker.
1: Yeah, and we saw it with Kyle Pitts too, for that matter. You know, he two weeks, two games in a row now for him. He has been living up to the hype. Uh, they they went to him early, often, late. He was great. He was really good. Uh, it's two over two games over a hundred yards for him too. So you know, I, I feel like some. Uh, you know, I feel like the the Falcons are feeling a little bit of justification for that too uh it's satisfying it's really satisfying to see take the best
2: guy take the best guy I mean if if there's a quarterback that you think is going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL if you think there's if you really see it go ahead and take the quarterback he's the most important nobody's going to argue with that but if the quarterbacks are just some guys who happen to be ranked highly that particular year in that particular class do not force the QB pick you know go ahead Mm -hmm. and take Kyle Pitts go ahead I mean Matt Ryan needs a successor right they could have taken one of those you know, Justin Fields or one of those guys, but they didn't, they, they went and they took a tight end with the fourth pick because this tight end is, is not like the others. And I do think that that's, I don't know why that got lost somehow that this heuristic of the quarterbacks, the most important, which is true became take a quarterback. Even if you're, even if you don't really see anything in him special about the guy, just take him. Cause he's in the conversation in the top, you know, in the, in the top 10 picks. And um, they, they, you know, obviously Jamar chase is a great pick. Kyle Pitts is a great pick. um, And uh, you know, it's, it's looking, it's looking good for the Bengals and, and they're one of the teams, right? The Ravens, the bills, the chiefs are, you know, on the rope. So it's the Bengals, the bills, the Ravens, um, the chargers, the Titans. I think you have to say, say... dare
1: I say the Titans? Yeah, Yeah,
2: no, the Titans. I mean, we got to talk about that game, obviously. Uh, And, don't sleep on the Patriots. Okay. That's the other thought I had this, this week is don't sleep on the Patriots. Not that throttling the jets is that big of a deal, but I think they're going to be a tough, a tough out pretty soon. Uh, But those are the, you know, the beasts of the AFC and um, the Bengals are one of them, man. There's no, there's no dominant team. There's no team that can't be beat. Uh, There's no team that burrow and chase and that defense can't compete against. The Bengals are a super bowl contender. I hate to tell you, Jeff, I, I don't mean to jinx you, but they're a super bowl contender.
1: They should be six and one. That's the one thing that's um, if there's anything to be mad about, it's that Green Bay game. They right. really should they they have that, that game. Look and who that they're was playing.
2: Nutless coaching. Um, and,
1: coaching. That, that that if it weren't for that, we'd be six and one right
2: now. But they did win some games like the uh, the one in uh, the one against Minnesota, although they should have put that one away also. Um, but they're playing teams like the Ravens, the Packers, the Vikings. These aren't just... They're not just beating up on the Jets. They get the Jets next week, by the way. But... um, Mm -hmm. And I hope they don't overlook that because I might be forced to use them in Survivor. I'm not sure. I got to look at the numbers. You're not going to be
1: necessarily using the Chiefs anymore. We'll see about that. Well, the Chiefs play the
2: Giants. And I don't... i don't You know, if Barkley and Kadarius Tony are back next week, um, I'm not feeling so good about that Chiefs defense facing the fully loaded Giants. Because the Giants... um, I think Joe Judge is... You know, he's not splitting the atom. He does a lot of those stupid punts. But he gets that team, that team plays, the Giants show up. They're not like, they're not soft. And by the way, the Gettle Chad drafted Aziz Ajulari in the second round. Everyone said he was a first round talent, but he had some knee things in college or something. Mm-hmm. That guy is good. Yeah. And if Tony's back, I, I think the Chiefs, I don't trust the Chiefs. And so I think I would take the Bengals uh, in, in the at the Jets over the Chiefs hosting the Giants. Plus, I don't want to get knocked out by my own team, but I got to look at all the numbers and all the other teams. But there's nothing else besides those two.
1: Yeah, and Zach Wilson's out two to four weeks. So Mike White will be the QB. Yeah. Now, that may not be as much of a downgrade as we it, it, as it's no. projected to be, but uh, I don't know. Uh, before we move on, though, I was remiss in mentioning our podcast is always a sponsored, exclusively sponsored by WinBet. Uh, if there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, their premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for roto fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire wire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's wires fantasy podcasts. Big thanks to WinBet for sponsoring us all season long. All right, Chris. So we, we mentioned Kansas City. Let's get to this here. You know. That game could not have started off any possibly worse for the Chiefs than it did. I mean, they they got down fourteen nothing really quickly. Had a turnover. It was over. It was over right then and there. This is, I mean, th- this used to be a team that was, you know, could come back, but you could just tell Tennessee was just going to grind them into dust. And the only thing that was disappointing about that game, well, not disappointing because I don't have them anywhere, is Derrick Henry didn't go like for three hundred yards. Because yeah, that was good.
2: That was great. Yeah, that was not right. a that was a good thing.
1: But in terms of like disappointing for Tennessee or their right. backers, because they just, this, this, once Tennessee gets a lead like that, they're, they're just one of the worst teams to try to come back against.
2: Right. Cause they can grind out first downs, grind out clock better than anybody. Um, I, I'm very surprised, obviously, that the Chiefs only scored three points. I mean, if they're down 17 nothing, I could see the, them losing a game 35 31, where they come back, but the other team keeps scoring. But the fact that they never came back. Um, that was really kind of eye-opening. I know Mahomes left late and says he's fine, but they never came back. They never got it going. And the really crazy thing that's going on here is everyone thought, oh, Lamar Jackson's going to get solved or he got solved last year, right? And Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. well, the Bengals did a good job on him. But for the most part, Lamar Jackson has been a real problem for the rest of the league. But it's Mahomes and the Chiefs offense that's getting a little bit solved. They're taking away that deep shot and they're just making him go... Underneath, and Mahomes doesn't like it. And I think he's getting frustrated and making some unforced errors because he's he wants to just use his talent to just blow you know blow up a big play, but they're just saying we're not going to give you that. You're going to have to drive slow and boring and convert over and over again. And their running game isn't that good, and they only have really two dynamic players. The other guys were sort of glorified blocking receivers. Some of these, you know, Demarcus Robinson and um, Pringle. And I, I wonder, like, you know, the Chiefs are going to have to make a counter adjustment if teams play them like this, because they're not, they're not lighting it up anymore. They're not uh, doing what they used to do. Mahomes have thrown a lot of picks this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I think a couple of things are happening. One, I think the offensive line's really bad. Again, you know, they tried to revamp it. It hasn't worked so far. I mean, you had five new starters on the offensive line. That, that's hard to get that all in concert right away. I mean, like anything else, They need reps. They need to play together. They need to, you know, they need to get used to blocking for my homes. Um, I think he does need to go underneath more often. I I agree with this comment right here. He refuses to go underneath. And I think that's right. I think Nicole Hardman, I think we need to kind of anybody who advocated for him, self-included needs to take an L here. He's just not that good.
2: Yeah. He's a great athlete, but he doesn't seem like a great football player. And it's not the same thing. Evan Ingram, great athlete, bad football Mm -hmm. player. Um, I they needed. Yeah, I, I agree with that uh, comment by our frostbite guys in the comments. I agree with that. That's Ian, I think by that the way it's oh. one of our writers. Oh, okay. So. okay, I didn't know who that. Was. I agree yeah. with Ian because, uh, and I talked about this with CEH why he never had any value in fantasy is because Mahomes does not check down. He wants to scramble and go for the kill, which is great. I mean, if you can get a sixty-yard touchdown, it's better than a checkdown. But those checkdowns are there. And they kill the defense. I mean, when the quarterback's under pressure and he checks it down and the guy gets 13 yards or even eight yards, those just, like, destroy the defense. But if you don't avail yourself of that, um, and obviously Mahomes is mobile and he can run also, but if you also add it in that element, especially if they're playing to take away the deep shot, um, then you're going to keep getting these chunks of, of easy yards with your with your check down option. And he just didn't seem to do that. And so uh, maybe he'll switch it up. I still have faith in Mahomes as being a great player. I don't care, you know, a couple of bad games or they're making him adjust. I think he will make the adjustment. I think that we've seen too much to even question how good this guy is, but, right. but he does need to make an adjustment. That's right.
1: He does. Um, I need to rewatch that game though, just to see just exactly what happened there. You know, I think penalties sometimes get him in these long situations too. And then they try to come back and I try to get it all at once. I think you're right about that. Uh, on the other side of the ball, AJ Brown healthy against a bad defense. Good things happen.
2: Yeah, I, if he were truly healthy, I think I'd have him as a top five receiver. I don't. I want to see him off the injury report for a week. I just don't want yeah. this like, oh, he didn't practice Wednesday. Um, if he's still nursing it, I just can't trust that he's not going to leave mid game or you know not be a hundred percent. But when he's a hundred percent, he's unstoppable. And Tannehill is good. I, I've watched enough Tannehill. Tannehill is a good quarterback. He, he's. Mm-hmm. He knows he makes good decisions. He knows when to run. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. He can, he can do whatever they need him to do. So I, I really, I do think Antonio, uh, A.J. Brown could be a, a monster, but I just see one week where there's just not, no injury report whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Um, and the, the last week it was because it wasn't because of his knee. It was because of food poisoning chipotle went going wrong no but he, um, he was
2: i think he was also on the report for the knee before the food poison kicked in late in the week and this uh, week it, he was back on it that was the monday night game against the bills that the food no poison no on.
1: it was dealing he was dealing with it this week too still he was like he tweeted out like on thursday was it really this,
2: chipotle because chipotle had a whole scandal about that and now there's more food. i mean that
1: it's that's what it said that's what he said and he goes this this she is real and you yeah. know he couldn't keep anything down Ah. So that that was pretty wild, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with the general point though. The thrust the is Chipotle he's with has the some knee. food
2: poisoning, or that the knee thing.
1: The knee thing. Uh, oh. I, I I agree with that general thrust. That it's something I want to keep watching for a little bit there. Um, yeah, uh, fr- uh, follow up there. He couldn't eat until Friday this week, and he was on IVs and saw food until Friday or something. So there you go. Uh,
2: wow. Kind of- that's yeah. the thing about being like a football player and stuff. Like, if you're sick, they give you IVs. Like, I, no one gives me IVs when I'm sick. You know, I mean, I right. get over this thing in like one day. Give me some vitamin C, intravenous some stuff, I and mean, then it's it's nice to get the full treatment.
1: Yeah, I, I bet. I bet it is. Um, and Julio looks okay. He had a couple of plays. Obviously, he was on the on the injured list most of the week, so he's dealing with that, that hamstring stuff. And I think that's just going to be part of something part of something they're going to have to deal with all season long, but getting him in the lineup just as an opposite threat is still important.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, they it's better if he's on the field. I, I wonder if we're ever going to have Julio be a startable guy that you can just trust. You know, that it's not like one of these And this bye week probably people all started him since he was active. But I think in a few weeks, people are going to be like, I don't know if I can even start this guy. I mean, Alan Robinson for other reasons is in a similar boat where <sighs> you're like, it doesn't matter what you paid for him. It's like, now you're just like, I, just give me like Jarvis Landry or somebody. You know, give me somebody who can just get me like 10 points. Not Jarvis seconds. Landry.
1: Not Jarvis Landry again. No more Jarvis Landry for no, you. No
2: Jarvis Landry was fine on Thursday. He got it, Actually, he, he got all of his um, points in like the first quarter. I sat him because I went to sleep before he was activated. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't see that he was activated. But uh, it turned out I didn't miss my – When he started catching passes you know, on the first drive, I got a little worried, but it's fine. Yeah.
1: So that, that, that's – yeah, so I, I agree. Though it's tough. Uh, let's talk Miami uh, and Atlanta. We talked about the Kyle Pitts thing. I want to talk about the Miami side of things. Tua made some bad throws early on. He made some. He made one really bad throw, but he also showed a good amount of upside. Clicked with Kosicki, brought the, got them into that comeback. Some of that was Atlanta ing again, uh, but or the Falconing or uh, whatever you want to call it there. Uh,
2: but I think I, the Falconing I, sounds better than Atlanta-ing.
1: Yes, so I think, think you're right. Yeah, I think so too. The Falconing was real. Uh, and legit but then they they rallied they still got the last uh they they got the last uh first down got the field goal there they had a real man kicker so you know that's good um that helps a little bit but uh they Miami all week was dealing with the Deshaun Watson trade rumors I'm sure that cycle is going to continue again this week I wouldn't I'm still not so eager to give up on Tua
2: Tua did make a terrible boneheaded play but Tua's got something he's not a zero um I think he showed something he's he's mobile he's not super fast but he he kind of is quick he kind of makes a decision quick and gets yardage um he makes some nice throws i don't know he's sort of in that you know nebulous like could he be a a good quarterback it's hard to say um obviously Deshaun watson is a great quarterback and um if you get by the suspension, allegation, whatever. I don't think, honestly, I'm just going to be real about this. I don't think the teams of the NFL really cares about that. I just don't think they care. Most of them, at least. I think that they're worried about suspension. I think the PR, you know, people will be like, Oh, he's a terrible guy. You're terrible. You're canceled. And I think like a month later, they'll forget if he's playing well, it'll just be a thing. Look at Ben Roethlisberger, the stuff that he got accused of. And I think it was credible back in the day. And like, you know, nobody, Nobody barely even talks about that anymore, right? I mean, I think like this will just pass. Um, but I do think there, there's a real chance that he's suspended the rest of the year. And I do think that, you know, I don't know, the NFL may come down hard. So I think that's a real thing. So even if they were to trade for him, um, you know, I, I don't know what it does for them this year. Right. And, and I assume Tua's got to go back in the deal, right? They're not going to trade for Watson and keep Tua. I, I assume like Houston would get Tua as their, you know, sort of franchise quarterback and, and a couple other picks is what I would imagine it would be. Um, so that would disrupt Tua quite a bit because he'd be on this terrible team all of a sudden. Um, Gasecki's a top-five tight end. That guy produces every week. He's good. Um, they get him the ball. It's really only he and Waddle are the only guys who are left standing right now. So uh, I uh, – yeah, I, I think that uh, that he's – I started him this week. I picked him up. I had Josh Allen and, and Herbert on bye, and I started two in all those leagues.
1: Yeah, I picked him up in a league where I had – uh, same same boat I picked up to uh, in a couple of places and yeah. And he, he showed the signs in the Jacksonville game the week before. I mean, the rest of the, they're still losing games though. And so I get why, like, you know, there, there's some panic there, but yeah, I guess I he's interesting too. Cause he's always had the talent. It's just volume. Sometimes they ask, you know, they ask him to block a little bit more. I remember week one against the Pats, he did nothing. Maybe just the Pats are good at taking away a tight end. Maybe that's, that's part of the issue there.
2: Uh, someone effect. dropped someone dropped him in my uh, super flex league and I picked him up in week three. And since then, he's gone 10 for 86, five for 57 in yep. a touchdown, four for 43, eight for 115 and then 785 in a touchdown. The five weeks I've had him, there's only one week. He didn't go crazy. So I, I've loved this guy. Yeah. And I, I think he's just he's their number one, one A. You know, he and Waddle, they're only two guys. I mean, Parker was hurt again. Fuller's out. That's it. I mean, that's who they throw to. And he's going to get tons of targets. He's and he's a good, he's a good pass catcher. He was the 42nd overall pick three years ago. He's just in the age and, um, an experience level where tight ends break out. I mean, Gesicki is like a top five tight end. Who do you got? You got Kelsey. You got Pitts. Um, Waller has been hurt. And after week one, where I was jealous of not having after 19 targets, he's done nothing. I guess he's still the number three. Maybe Kittle's hurt. Yeah. Hawkinson Hawkinson has not been good. I, I think, you know, I, I guess, you know, I think i take Kasiki straight up over Hawkinson now. Andrews, maybe number four. Uh, and and uh, Kasiki five. Am I missing somebody? Gronk no, is I hurt.
1: No, I don't think you are. Uh, and it, The weird thing about Kasiki is he got 20 snaps in week one. I still don't get that. I still don't understand that. But they won that game, too. Although that, that only because of a Damian Harris fumble. I mean, they're, they're a fumble away from going 0-7 um to start the year. And they don't have their buy until week 14. So they're they they should
2: trade for Deshaun Watson because let's say he gets suspended the rest of the year he gets time served and then he gets the rest of the year so he gets a full year off. And then, you know, they get they get like the, you know, the number 3 pick or something like that and they but have they Watson. they don't get
1: it. They don't oh, they traded it.
2: it away to the Eagles or whatever. Yes. For somebody.
1: Yeah, and that was the in the Waddle deal. Uh and Waddle looks look, looks legit. They're finally giving him some depth to target. He he's he looks legit, but man, that was that was a we're gonna win right now. They won nine games last year, ten games last year. They're like, okay, we're ready to take that next step. We're gonna get that game changing receiver. And oh boy, they're just they're not uh, yeah yeah they're 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 in bad shape here. And losing that first round pick next year is gonna really hurt.
2: Yeah, is there any way that it's protected or or it's just no? No matter where no. they go, so there's no. so
1: ah oh, that's rough
2: that's a rough yep. cuz they're going to have a top 5 pick probably
1: yep and the and eagles are going to have their own top 5 pick we'll talk about them in a second right. but uh they're, so yeah. they're going
2: to have a, they're going to load up they're going to reload
1: yeah they are they got they and they have a bunch of other picks too they they have a lot of a lot of picks they just we'll talk eagles in one sec let's just uh, share a quick note from yahoo uh the new nfl season is underway and yahoo is excited to talk, kick off daily fantasy football there will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on yahoo including their multi entry contest now being shark free To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. All right, so the Eagles scored on their first drive. They were moving the ball nicely early on. Uh, when they had everything scripted, Miles Sanders got hurt. The whole team, the offense went just and the dumpster the rest of the way until the very end of the game. I mean, they had some, you know, critical misfires, you know, fumbling the snap and the, at the goal line was really bad, but this seems a mess. They're not stopping anybody. Carr was just throwing all over them yesterday.
2: Well, I, first of all, the Raiders are good. I'm just going to say that they're actually good. Um I, They're an above average team. They They would go 10 and seven. I think, you know, f-
1: I got they some thoughts failed. on the Raiders, too. So, yeah, we'll okay. talk about them. In
2: but a second. the Eagles hurts is like the gulf between his fantasy and his reality is just yeah. so wide. And again, on fourth down with like the game on the line, they, they had this remote chance of covering throws it away. Like, dude, I don't know how many times on fourth down that guy's chucked the ball into like nowhere um and not realizing dude you just have to throw it toward a jersey it was in
1: bounds at least this time so yeah but it, it was like steps just in the right direction i know <laughs> it's just like
2: come on just throw it toward a jersey you know just throw it where a guy is but he's just very they're so inconsistent and then yeah sanders getting hurt was unfortunate but and and, and now it'll be Gainwell. but then boston scott is gonna so you're never gonna be able to know who to start even between those guys even if sanders is out yeah. for a while so it's uh it's a really bad team and uh yeah they're 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 toast. Like, I think that the Giants, for all their faults, are the second best team in the division. Now, there's a big gap between them and number one, but there's the, the football team and the uh, and the Eagles are just bad.
1: Yeah. I I I know Eagles fans think they have a raving lunatic for a head coach right now. Oh,
2: he's terrible, um, that guy. He's terrible.
1: Yeah. Uh it started with the opening press conference. It was kind of bizarre. You heard about some of the questions he was asking in like draft potential draftees. It was what was he asking? Uh, I, I, I remember it, it, there were some really off the wall questions. I, 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 gotta dig and get the specifics. I just remember, I don't remember the specific uh, questions, but I just remember that they were like, is he really asking this? Right. He, are you really crazy? Um, you know, are, are you the Colorado Rockies making your front office employees be like cleanup crew too? Are you that right. crazy? Yeah, yeah. He is that crazy. He is wearing the beat, uh, the beat Dallas t-shirt in practice and whatever, you know, it's just. Which is fine, but it's just, it was like he's got that rah rah college coach enthusiasm for a bunch of professionals and they just don't buy it.
2: Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was, but I remember watching one of their games where I had bet on them and I was getting very annoyed with the things he was doing, but I can't remember specifically. It was some punt or some yeah. decision that made no sense, right. some clock management disaster.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he's part of the bottom 25 coaches.
2: Year, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that, uh, the Raiders, I think freeing themselves of Gruden is helped them. Uh, I think the play calling is better. I was reading last week against Denver, how they ran more play action against the Broncos than they had all season long. And it was working. They're hitting all these big plays. Uh, And it seemed like similar to me, uh, you know, even without Waller, they were just carving up the Eagles' secondary. And this is Derek Carr. We're talking about here.
2: Well, he's been spreading it around. So it's hard to start any of those uh, receivers on the Raiders, but, when Waller's out, especially he's spread it around, but he's good. He's accurate. He, he yeah. completed 32 of 35 passes. That's a very high percentage. Um, he, uh, doesn't throw a lot of picks. He's not, you know, some superstar, but he's good, you know, and yeah. the defense is pretty good. And when the defense is pretty good and the quarterback's pretty good, I think, uh, PFF had like two of their, both of their corners. I think had Casey Hayward is the top corner and Casey Hayward was considered a really good corner in San Diego a few years ago. Yep. And and I think they had two of their corners in the top, like 10 or 15. And then, you know, they've Max Crosby has been getting the hits and, and rush on the, uh, on the QB. I I think this is like a pretty good defense too. And, you know, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're a huge threat to win the AFC or anything, but I think they're like a borderline playoff team.
1: It could be. Well, and with expanded playoffs, I don't even think it's borderline. I think they're in, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's still half a season still left to play. But I just remember like reading in the offseason, how this was going to be a historically bad defense. And it hasn't been uh, their offensive line isn't great, but it's holding up better than some of the other ones out there. Better than the Chiefs, for that matter. And they made they made some interesting decisions. I just wonder, like, you know, this, I, I have a feeling we're going to see these exposés later on behind the scenes gruden versus mayock versus anybody else trying to make decisions and you know this is you know oh thank god we can finally do this here you know everyone was like quietly supporting him but oh it turns out mark davis was the leak behind those emails all along or mike mayock was the leak behind those emails oh i all see along. that they that yeah. they set
2: him up to get rid of him yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know why i mean the nfl has so many different i mean he was the one who was uh and i don't disagree at this point when he's calling uh he was mocking goodell for being anti football. Cause you remember that whole thing there was like, it's really kind of gone away somehow, but like a mm-hmm. f- few years ago it was like, Oh, you're never going to let your kid play football. You're going to get CTE and brain damage. And they were, you know, everyone was like, Oh, football is evil. You know, if you, if you let your kids play football, it's, it's a terrible sport. And uh, one of the emails Gruden was mocking Goodell for being anti football. Um, yeah. and he was, he was insulting him about it. Uh, but you know, I, I sort of agree with that. Like, you either, if you're the commissioner of the NFL, you can't have it both ways. You know, it's like it's football. Yeah. I understand if people don't want their kid to play football, that's their choice. But, you know, if you're the guy running the NFL, you can't be sending that message. It's got to be like, no, this is, you know, we, this is an incredible game. Yeah. Some people get hurt. Obviously, it's a risk, but you have to have a, some sort of message. And Grin was mocking him. So that's, a, that would be the, like the most obvious way that, you know, there was somebody who was annoyed with him who was powerful. But, you know, of course, we don't know. Um, right. I I got the feeling that um, I never got the feeling that they didn't like Gruden or whatever, but I do think more likely, like he had his way of doing offense and his his ideas, and then maybe they were just a little stale, and they get you know uh, some new blood in there calling the plays, and it's just more creative, more modern, and it ha- you know it's happened before the Giants, um, uh, who who was it? I think it was. I can't remember who the coach was. It was either Jim Fossil was the coach and Sean Payton was calling the plays or Sean Payton was calling the plays and Jim Fossil took over. I can't remember which way it was. And they went, made the Super Bowl in 2000. They they just turned it around when they got a new play caller in. it just like, opened things up. And so that to me is the most likely explanation is that they're just getting, they're just calling, they're just more creative. They're, they're doing some things uh, yeah. more efficiently.
1: Yeah, they might be. Uh, they might be. They're off this week. So are the Ravens. Ravens really need that time off to get a little healthy. They lost their right tackle in that game against the Bengals. Already had lost Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle. So um, that was a big part. I mean, Lamar got sacked like five or six times. So uh, both those teams, they need some time off. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the, the Rams-Lions because that was uh, some survivor drama there. But first, a note from Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free 6-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. 1. Visit rotowire.com/thrive. 2. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Big thanks to Thrive. Big thanks to our Blue Wire Network sponsors as well. Uh, let's talk a little Survivor. The you know it, the most of the world was on Arizona. Uh, most of my entries were on Arizona because I had used the Rams earlier. In many cases, I had used the Bucks. In many cases, I had used the Packers already. So I was kind of in a spot there where I, I I think I had maybe one league one entry where I could choose between the Rams and the Cardinals, but so I was pretty much a lot, part of the, the general masses. Taking the Cardinals this week. You, however, were on the Rams building character once again.
2: Yeah. So we had the Cardinals available. We didn't have the others. We'd use the Pats and the uh, and the Bucks. Yeah, and, we'd use
1: the Pats too against and the Texans. We'd even use, even though I
2: wouldn't have used them. I we had the we'd use the Ravens. We'd use every single team, the Packers too, against the Lions. So all we had was the Rams and Cardinals. And somebody pointed out in my survivor column that the Rams this week, week eight, play the Texans, and so we should save the Rams and use the cardinals and i thought no it's just the opposite and dalton looked it up and 95 percent of the people had the cardinals available only 45 percent had the rams and i figured a lot of those people would save the rams for next week so everyone would be on the cardinals weirdly in the six million dollar pool most people were on the pats this week it's turned out to be a good call yeah. um we were on the rams it was a little dusty they were losing for a while um and they even at the end they were only up six and and the lions were driving with we like four minutes left if they get a touchdown you know then we need a last second drive they probably would have done it but one turnover one stop and that's it and Goff throws the soul-crushing pick and the rams drive down kick the field goal it's over um so that was that was character building and it was good um and uh it was annoying though because so i had to watch the game right because it was my survivor game and it was a tight game and then worse mark sanchez and some other nutless monkey who he's partnered with i don't know who it was Mm -hmm. um they were announcing it and i've never i swear to god this is this was the all-time number one i've never seen more ass licking in a broadcast toward a player than these two guys toward matthew stafford i've never seen it was just like the whole broadcast was just like and it's incredible what he does with his eyes he's looking these people away look at him control the thing and he's not you know and i'm not saying he wasn't appreciated in detroit because he was they knew he was a great player but the national media didn't appreciate him it was going on and i mean it was the whole goddamn game and hey guys they're losing, and I have them in Survivor, and you're you're acting like this guy is, you know, you know, it was. I was going to say Joe Montana in my column, and I changed it, and I said like Kim Jong Un, and we're all in North Korea. It was it was so phony. It wasn't like praising a great player, like you'd say like Joe Montana or Tom Brady, how great he was, but you wouldn't keep going in this like sycophantic um, verbal diarrhea that they couldn't stop. It was just unbelievable. And then it was to,
1: hagi- hagiography, basically, is what it you're was,
2: saying. In real time when they're losing. And you know, Matthew Stafford's a, a very good quarterback. He, if they win a Super Bowl there, he could even be a Hall of Famer eventually, possibly. But come on, he's not, you know, Russell Wilson has been better. I think it's he's I moving
0: mean, him with his eyes, though, Chris. Yeah,
2: I know. He his, I know on that know. cup
1: play. It was like, you know, he's looking in his direction, it but was, not really. He knows he's going to be there. Oh, I was so bad. I it was
2: I, it was really, I, really, I, really yeah. bad. And and it was it was tough. You know, it was just tough to listen to. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to like. We're trying to get it now we were a team of destiny we knew we we're going to win obviously so it didn't bother me that much i was able to watch it but it, it was brutal and there is this sort of announcing school of you know posterior tonguing that these guys go to and that's all they do they just kiss ass the whole time that they just they just suck up to the guys that, you know it used to be the veteran players oh jason witten oh my god what a leader he is and larry fitzgerald, <laughs> oh, larry fitzgerald. Too. is this yeah. larry fitzgerald he's as valuable as ever he's 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 as valuable as he's ever been after he makes like a six yard catch and gets tackled like no he's not he's not nearly as valuable as he was he's old yeah. he's slow he's barely hanging on.
1: one good deep ball I'm like he still can who said he can't throw deep ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: okay no it's it's really bad but this is one of the worst i've ever seen and uh and so it was what it was that was my takeaway the, the rams uh the lions had a good game plan but it's funny because um what's his name dan campbell he, he does an onside kick. They score a touchdown. does an onside yeah. kick. They score a touchdown on a broken play. It was a pass to uh, De- uh, DeAndre Swift, who's very valuable. He's going to catch a million passes, and he breaks one for a long touchdown. Okay, 7-0. Onside kick, get a field goal. But they also fake two punts successfully. So the onside kick and two fake punts. Oh, good. You're a 15-point underdog on the road. You want your first win. You're going all in. Fourth and three, 47 yards out. Field goal. Uh, and then uh, fourth and two punt you know and they were on their own 40 but it's like are you all in or not right faking a punt is more risky than a fourth and two like i understand there's times where you just punt that's fine or just kick the field goal that's fine but if you're going to be all all in like oh we we don't care we're we're you know we haven't won a game and this is a huge underdog why are you stopping when it's actually like a legitimate thing When it's actually like just a a, run a play and they wouldn't do it
1: they there was that sequence they ran it third and one ran into the pile got stopped fourth and one they hurried up ran it into the pile and got stopped yeah. So he, he probably took a lesson there. Okay, we can't go for it on fourth. No, point. that was after,
2: though. That was after he'd already.
1: Uh, oh, wasn't after those so, punts? Yeah,
2: okay. uh, yeah. Okay. Forgo the chance. It was just weird to be so gambling oriented and then be so concerned. Well, it was ahead and they got a lead. And then he was like, yeah, oh, we have a lead. In
1: Minnesota, too. You know, yeah. if you remember Minnesota, they were down 10 points in the fourth quarter and punted from the Minnesota 40. It worked because Madison fumbled, they scored, they didn't, they got the two point conversion, the bold call instead of tying it to go for the two point conversion. That was great. That was right. It was the right move. I was happy to see it. They got punt. The gods punished them still uh, because then, you know, that was the one time Joseph hit a game winning field goal right. as opposed to all the others. But uh, nonetheless, you know, there, there, there is that disconnect. Um, he's not, he's kind of like Mike Tomlin in there. There's when, in terms of when am I aggressive and when am I not
2: aggressive? Right. It's not, it's not like a consistent thing. And I, I get it, but like, it was like, Oh, we're up 10. Now let's like be conservative. No, yeah. you're up 10. You're, you were 15 point dogs. It's the first quarter. Like you're still probably projected to lose the game. Like keep right. going, keep pushing. Now I was glad he punted or, or went for the field goal because again, but I, I, we're a team of destiny, Jeff. So it actually yeah. didn't really matter what he did. There's nothing he could do. As I said, uh, I could know, I could no more lose than Oedipus could have, uh, avoid his fate.
1: I saw that on your on Twitter there, uh, but uh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are the team of destiny. There are still other teams of destiny. Well, I think it's a year of destiny. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's less monkeys who believe they're teams of destiny. Just like when I'm in traffic on the highway, there's people clogging up the highway, and there's me going to someplace I need to be. Right, that's the difference. Um, they're just clogging up the pool, uh, thinking they have a chance to win. Is there's no point in them actually doing it? They're just sort of in my solipsistic world. They're just there to uh you know just to pretend like we're we're actually having this pool
1: yeah i actually saw some people took carolina in one of my pools bless their hearts like they're trying to create their own destiny but come on guys
2: now you can't fake it jeff you can't fake it you you either are a team of destiny or you're not
1: yeah there's one team that took carolina a couple of people took baltimore huh yeah that would i'm thank you for your service appreciate you uh but sorry uh, maybe uh,
2: next year maybe next year they'll, they'll have a shot yeah. But it's been really easy, Survivor. Unfortunately, ah. and so uh, there's just a lot of people still alive. You know, I mean, you have to. It's almost everybody's winning every week.
1: It's almost going to be interesting to see like who got themselves out of sequence and are still surviving. That's so us. That they have so they have some strong teams left at the end.
2: No, no, we don't have strong teams, but we're out. We're we're out of phase with the rest of the pool. Meaning, like we took different teams. Now, actually, you can get back in phase though if everybody catches up and takes those teams. And now you've all used the same teams. But um, we're, we're definitely a little bit out of phase. We still have the Cardinals, which so many people use this week. Um, and we have some different, you know, we've used up some teams that people are going to take. And it doesn't really matter if they have the better teams, if there's a lot of people in the pool. Because what matters is right. that they have different teams. And then, you know, by accident, you, uh, you end up winning. But we have the Bengals left, Jeff. We still have the Bengals available.
1: Well, that's good. We'll probably be there riding together next week. We'll see. Yeah. Um, let's, let's close on that note. Uh, riding together on the Bengals because they doesn't get to happen very often. So let's. I'm that not committing there. to that, by the way. I know I'm meant to get
2: off the horse where you, you know, where you crash and burn. But we'll see.
1: All right, all right. So fair enough. Oh, by the way, I won force the bet this week. Uh, you missed yours, mm-hmm. and I got the Colts, so that was good.
2: Good um, for you. I should. I was should have wow. taken the Bengals like I was going to. That was dumb.
1: Yeah, that was. uh, yeah, but it, I I almost took the Bengals. I would have made more money, but uh, so it goes. Yeah. That's all right. I still got to enjoy the game nonetheless. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks to Winbet for their sponsorship, their exclusive sponsorship all season. I uh, appreciate them. We got uh, Joe and Jake tomorrow going to hit you with a bunch of free agent ideas. and They're not even all the Captain Obvious ones. They'll dig a little deeper on that too. So tune in for that. Chris and I are going to go run off to do uh, SiriusXM. We'll catch you over there if you were listening
2: live here too. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.